From South Bend, Indiana, I'm Jacob Titus, and this is South Bend on Purpose. Welcome to a new episode of South Bend on Purpose. I'm here with John Gary again. Welcome, John. Welcome, Jake. Eventually, I'm going to stop welcoming him, and he's going to remove me from this um, <laughs> segment of the podcast, and it'll be just him. Still have my training wheels on. Yeah, but today I'm here because we want to talk a little bit about some of the response that we got to your previous episode. If people haven't tuned in to earlier episodes of the season, they might not know that on the weeks in between interviews, we're doing a new sort of episode where you are reading a piece of poetry three times and leading us through some reflections and some quiet moments with a little bit of music to help us reflect on our life here in South Bend together. Do I have that right? Yeah, just creating some structured space to think about our city and our place in it. It's a little weird, but it's been fun. Yeah. So I'm curious to know, have you heard response from anyone in the last two weeks since the first episode is out? Yeah, it's been interesting. I uh, have heard some wonderfully kind things from people in South Bend who uh, took a chance and, and listened uh, to a, a weird episode. But I also sent it to several friends outside of the city. And it's interesting to see the way that it's resonated with them, even though they're coming from a completely different place. I love that. I've also heard some response from people, and it's a whole range from some people texted to say they had chills listening to the episode. One person told me they listened to it on an airplane, and they really didn't know what they were getting into, and still even after don't exactly have a frame of reference <laughs> for what it is, but really enjoyed it. We had one person who's a friend of ours who yep. said that they laughed through the first reading of the poem because it was strange to hear you reading poetry to them and leading us in a in some silence. But that after getting through that first kind of awkward phase, he really enjoyed the rest of the episode. So I wanted to bring all of this up to say that if you listen to that previous episode or you listen today and you feel any mix of excitement about this new idea or anxiety when it's quiet or a sense of calm or a mix of all of those things, confusion about why we would do this instead of interviews, there are people in South Bend feeling that entire range of emotions as well. Yeah. And that's probably the appropriate response to um, this experiment that we're trying and still figuring out how to how to walk through it together hey i'm john gary and these are some words for the city today we're going to spend some time with we alone by alice walker it's a short but poignant poem with a big message so we'll read through it three times and after each reading we'll create some space for some private meditation and some shared meditation space where we'll think through this together. Let's dive right into it. We alone can devalue gold by not caring if it falls or rises in the marketplace. Wherever there's gold, there's a chain, you know. And if your chain is gold, so much the worse for you. 
Feathers, shells, and C-shaped stones are all as rare. This could be our revolution, to love what is plentiful as much as what's scarce. Let's take 30 seconds and think about a word or a phrase that spoke to us there. It's hard to listen to this poem and not hear the word it ends on, scarce. It's um, almost a little harsh there, but hearing a lot of that. And I'm also hearing C-shaped. Hard word to to say in these recordings, but also um, an interesting way that she describes stones. And of course, hard not to hear gold in this poetry. Let's read it one more time, and then we'll spend some time thinking about what our words or phrases are are saying to us here. We alone can devalue gold by not caring if it falls or rises in the marketplace. Wherever there is gold, there's a chain, you know, and if your chain is gold, so much the worse for you. Feathers, shells, and C-shaped stones are all as rare. This could be our revolution. To love what is plentiful as much as what's scarce. Let's spend 30 seconds and think about those words or phrases. It's a little bit deep to think about gold as something that we choose to value as opposed to, you know, something that's just worth a lot of money. But this poem finds a way to at least make us think about it for a little bit and make us think about the fact that there's not a ton of it and that's why we value it. It's scarce. And I wonder how many of those things in our own lives and in our city we treat like gold how many times we we value or we overvalue the things that we don't have or the things that we wish we had more of or the things we don't have enough of and undervalue all the things that are right there in front of us even if they seem frivolous like like feathers or shells might do we do that to our city do we wish that it were like other cities or had the same things as other cities and do we penalize it for that do we wonder sometimes if if we don't deserve to have those things and I wonder how many times we we look around at the things that are abundant in our environment and in our city and see them as problems or see them as something that we could do with less of 
If only we had more of this gold. I find it interesting that Alice Walker used C-shaped to describe beautiful stones. And this imagery of the, the power and the weight of the ocean crashing on and forming these rocks and making them beautiful. And we see in the natural environment, we're so much more likely to see beauty there. But we look at, at people and we look at cities who are formed by big and powerful and deep things as are more powerful than the sea. Why, why, do we, why do we look for cracks there? Why do we look for reasons to, to cast blame? I mean, there are certainly cracks and there are certainly scars and wounds and difficult things when a community or a city or a, a people are shaped by these big forces. But isn't there beauty too? Can we, see, can we see beauty in a city that's been shaped by big things? What parts of that are, are beautiful and worth sharing? And if we think of all this as a choice, how are we choosing to elevate the things that are abundant in our community and that we, we believe have value? And how might we turn away from or at least create some space to think less about the things that other people in other communities tell us we should value, but maybe maybe we don't. We'll read this one last time, and let's think about an intention for, for the next week. We alone can devalue gold by not caring if it falls or rises in the marketplace. Wherever there's gold, there's a chain, you know. And if your chain is gold, so much the worse for you. Feathers, shells, and C-shaped stones are all as rare. This could be our revolution, to love what is plentiful as much as what's scarce. Let's spend the last 30 seconds together. This week, I'm going to try and show some gratitude for the things that abound in, in the life around us as a city. Try and think of ways to celebrate those with my friends and just in my own mind. Thanks again for being with us this week. Hope this found you in a good place and hope we'll talk again soon. Today's episode was recorded and produced on Tut Street. South Bend on Purpose is hosted by Dustin Mix, John Gary, and me, Jacob Titus. Our intro and outro music is by Eli Khan, and all other music is by Soul Surplus. That's it for today. You can listen to our show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you have a comment or question about the show, please write to comments at westsb.com. Thank you for listening. We'll talk soon.